0: bomb has been hammering away. Will he be rewarded? Letestu gets it back, fires, It's scores! Mark Letestu wins the game for Edmonton! 2-1! It's overtime!
1: Well, they took the long way, but they get the two points. The Oilers knock off the New Jersey Devils 2-1. Mark Letestu, the game winner on the power play, 359 into the extra frame. Also, congratulations to Matthew Benning, who scores his first career goal tonight. That tied it for the Oilers early in the third. And two points it is. Halfway point of the season. 21-13-7 is the Oilers' record. They outshoot the Devils tonight, 43-20. And dominated most of the game, so that's why I say they took the long way. But uh, the two points is two points. I'm Reed Wilkins. Rob Brown is here as well. Start quickly with the overtime winner, Rob, a play where uh, Letestu didn't like the first pass from Clefbaum, so he said, "Let's do that again."
2: Well, it was a bad first pass by Clefbaum. You know, the, the the others are setting up in uh, in a diamond. So they're looking for a one-timer. They got McDavid on one side, Letesto on the other. Everyone knows that Letestu, he likes shooting. That's why he's there. He's got a a good one-timer that he gets on net. Clefbaum, the first time he passes over to Letestu, he puts it in his feet. And good play by Letesto. He stopped it and put it back into Clefbaum's hands. Said, All right, let's try this again. The second time he gets a, a good pass. He fires a a little bit of a break. It hits Lovejoy and changes direction on Schneider. But that might have been the only way that the puck was going to go in tonight against Schneider was by deflecting off someone. He was excellent. The Oilers' power play needed a goal in overtime. They got it done. And the Oilers got two points, and they mightily deserve them, but they were by far the better team tonight.
1: Oilers get uh, two goals tonight. That means a $50 donation courtesy of Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world, going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. 25 bucks for every goal all season long. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630 shedcom Rob, you've you've obviously been in both sides of that. L- let's start from your experience being on the team that is out shooting the other club badly and and a lot of those were quality shots these weren't floaters from the outside plus the territorial advantage and yet you go into the third period having trailed for about 30 minutes because it was halfway through the first New Jersey went ahead
2: when you're a young team you get frustrated and you start pressing and you start trying to make plays that aren't there, forcing things. You change, you'll have a shot and you look to pass instead just because you think the goalies, uh, you have to make the goalie move. You, you get away from your game. When you're a team that has now got some veteran presence on it and a veteran voice in the dressing room, you're calm. You, got, you talk in between periods so you know what? We are outplaying them. Continue to do the same thing. Eventually something's going to find its way in. To territorial, we are all over them. And Matt Benning talked about at the end of the period, he said, or at the end of the game, said the coaches came in said, we're doing the right things, we got jump, keep doing it. The others stayed to the game plan, stayed with the pressure, eventually were, were rewarded on probably one of the least likely players and one of the uh, lesser chances. But if you continue to put pucks on that, eventually something will slip through.
1: 2-1 in overtime, the final Oilers over the Devils. Halfway point of the season, folks. 21-13-7 for the Oilers. You always talk about on pace for this, on pace for this. I like this because now you can just multiply by two <laughs> when you're doing on
2: pace. <laughs> and it is a good first half. And I know that it's the season is a long way from being done, but the Oilers have set themselves up. And they know that. And they can see light at the end of the tunnel. They just have to continue doing what they're doing.
1: 780-496-0063 is the open line number. You can also text 630-630. And we'll start the phone calls with Grayson tonight. Hi, Grayson. Action, Hi.
3: This is Grayson. Oh, here you go, Grayson. Hi. Hello. Can we get Taylor Hall back?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we get Taylor Hall back?
3: Yeah.
1: No. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, he plays for the Devils now, and he's staying there.
3: Well, could you trade him to
1: another team and then another team and then another and another? Oh, you're you're thinking creatively. You'll probably be a good GM someday, but uh, Taylor's uh, probably never going to be an Oiler again, man. I got to be honest with you. Okay. (laughs)
3: Thanks, guys.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot for calling. You're the best Oilers
3: ever.
1: (laughs) See ya. I, I, I bet you his dad was telling him the same thing we were telling him, and he didn't believe his dad. So yeah, he, he said, called, okay, the call
2: these guys. Room. They'll tell you what I'm telling you. <laughs> Taylor is gone. We're going to have to put a one on that jer- jersey or something. we got to make a different number. Uh, Hall with a couple of good chances tonight. He played well. He was probably the most dangerous devil throughout the night. He had two great scoring chances. Set up probably the best play of the game. Got knocked down a few times, too. Hendricks hammered him. Greiba hammered him. It's a different type team for Taylor Hall, There, there's not a lot of playmakers on that team. Things that uh, offensively that have to get done, he has to do himself. He's not the beneficiary of a, a Nugent Hopkins making plays, or a McDavid, or a dry settle You have to create your own, and they've got nothing on the back end that's jumping up into the play. They are a low-scoring hockey club that are desperate to get goals on their power play, and their power play is bad.
1: Yeah, and the Devils tonight, I mean, Andy Green's already out on uh, defense. They had uh, Johan Evitu tonight, a defenseman from France who's uh, played limited NHL games, played only 39 seconds tonight because of an injury. Ben Lovejoy actually briefly left the game when he got nailed by Maroon, but he wound up playing 26-38. Uh, John Merrill played 27-38. He had a couple of tough shifts against Connor McDavid, so that's how the Oilers were able to control the play. I mean, a team with not a lot of fire firepower and a Completed defense.
2: Well, I mean, their number one defenseman tonight for ice time is a, a kid named Damon Severson, who played 28 minutes. He's minus 23 on the season, and that's their number one D-man. Merrill, who who played number two minutes tonight, 27-38, in the first period twice got walked by Connor McDavid. He didn't even turn. He didn't have time to turn. So this was a game that the Oilers superior overmatched. The New Jersey Devils, talent-wise, and their work ethic was there tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, so they dominated play. Corey Schneider kept this one from becoming a laugher because this this game easily could have got away from the New Jersey Devils. All right, seven eight zero four nine six
1: zero zero six three. We're looking for someone to finish the play tonight. If you'd like to try to win a little something on your Saturday night, it is eight twelve. All right. So so the other, I want to ask you the other side of that question, Rob. And again, I know you would have been in games like this. You're playing a New Jersey type game tonight, and you've probably been in this situation, you're up one nothing, and you know what the shot clock says, and you're going to the third period trying to protect that one
2: goal lead. Well, sometimes you get caught looking at the clock, and you're watching it tick down. The, the way you look at it, you try to do five-minute segments. Okay, let's win this five minutes. Then once we win this, or stay even, that means we only have 15 minutes left. Having said that, you put yourself in a very dangerous position because you're always defending always in your own zone, always hoping, always waiting for the big save. And the Devils, actually, the best they played in the entire game was after they gave up the goal in the third period. Then they actually pushed back. And had they done that earlier, maybe it wouldn't have been so lopsided. But they tried to hope for a victory, and we've seen those in the past with Edmonton, where they'll get a lead and then they hope they win and New Jersey tonight was hoping that they could win this hockey game, and when you start hoping, it turns out poorly for you, as it did tonight in the end. As New- the Edmonton Oilers just put too much pressure on Corey Schneider and the defensemen of the New Jersey Devils. A
1: lot of positives for the Oilers tonight, and I, and I think, Ryan, you know, we, we take a lot of calls about Lucic. I mean, after they lost to Columbus, we had one caller who wanted him traded, <laughs> which I think we all know isn't going to happen. But I thought with him and Cassian tonight, you saw the effect they can have down low on a game.
2: They they were good. That that line was good. Nugent Hopkins who has not had a season to remember is playing better and they're creating things down low. Cassian and Lucic, they get it down below the goal line. They cycled it well. They took the puck to the net. Uh, Lucic had a couple of big bombs that he let go today. Almost created scoring chances Cassian going to the net. So that line was good and the the fourth line for the for the Oilers tonight was very good. You know, they didn't get a lot of ice time. They only played nine ten minutes, but Hendrix Latesteu and Lander, they get the goal that the Oilers need in the, in the third period with a bending goal. They they create offensive chances. They push the thing, the play forward, kept momentum going. Uh, the only line you really didn't notice a whole lot from was the Kajula line with uh, Pouliot and Eberle, but everything was a positive tonight for the Oilers. And it, it is good that they were rewarded in overtime cuz sometimes It's disappointing and frustrating and can carry over into your next game if you really really play well and at the end of the night you don't get the points that you deserve and it could frustrate you going forward but tonight they got what they deserved. They got the extra point in overtime on the power play goal. They played a good game, and now they can take that confidence in the two-game winning streak into Ottawa.
1: Yeah, 500 road trip guaranteed. Chance to get five or six points out of these four games, depending on the result tomorrow. We're going to go back to the phones in a second here, but let's go back to the Prudential Centre first. Oilers win 2-1 in overtime. Here's head coach Todd McClellan.
4: You kind of stuck with the plan. That's a good thing for our team, a good sign, because I thought we played... um... We played a a real good game. Uh, We held on to pucks. We wore them down in their end. They played the night before and there's been some times this year where we haven't done that to teams. So um, patient enough to stick with it. Um, Didn't have to open it up much and eventually got the win, but it took a lot of work to get it. What did you think of uh, Connor's uh, speed and shooting tonight? It looked like he was really uh, targeting going to the net and shooting. Yeah, you know, the speed part is the same answer every night. That's just the gear he has that a lot of others don't and uh, I thought tonight he had a real direct mentality to the net. He drove it there, he shot it there, um, and when he does that, he takes everybody to the, the paint and his line mates can grab the the rebounds and that type of stuff and keep plays alive, so it was an effective line.
5: Glad to see Benning get rewarded there?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, anybody in that situation, but Matty's played well for us, he's played a lot of minutes and uh to get his first and make it that important is is nice to see the guys were real happy for him tonight i call it overtime it might be one that he doesn't get earlier in the year too yeah he's probably earning a little more uh you know a little more respect around the league and he's earned it he's uh he's been a very good player for us did you like the uh
5: tribute
4: that the devil's did here yeah it was you know new jersey's always been a classy organization uh, right from day one and um uh you know the, the former owner was honored yesterday and that was a nice tribute but uh when Lou was here he made sure that it was classy and Rays kept that going and uh, for them to recognize uh Adams contribution to the the team and the community I think was was really nice and um you know we we appreciate it as well You got as many road wins right now as you had all last year uh that's kind of an amazing stat seeing as how we're in Well game four. We're, I think that Speaks to, uh, to change and to turn over. Um, we're better equipped to play on the road uh, physically and mentally. Uh, we're getting better performances out of, out of players. Um, knock on wood, we've been able to stay healthy. Played a lot of road games early last year without some key people. And it's hard to win games when you don't have your, uh, your big horses up and running.
1: That's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. They beat the Devils 2-1 in overtime. Before we go to Norma to finish the play, we we haven't even touched on it yet. Matthew Benning, who has been a pleasure to watch this season, has been exceeding what we would have thought he could have done this season, gets his first career goal. Then he had it taken away that they gave it to Hendricks. It, it, It was Benning's goal. But, Rob, we've seen this from him before. He's had better scoring chances this season, but he moved his feet and he got the shot through. Some Oilers defensemen have struggled
2: with that. He's been good at it. He, he's very smart, and he, he, when he's on the blue line, if he doesn't have a shooting lane, he changes his angle. And sometimes it's changing just the stick angle. Other times it's moving your feet, getting a. All you have to do is get a foot and a half over one way or the other. And now you got a new angle and you get the puck on net. He's got a pretty hard snapshot. He he gets it on net, and he's certainly a kid that has deserved everything that he's got this year. All the accolades, all the the press, all us talking about him, glowing about him because he has been very, very good. Um, Good goal for him. It's always exciting when you score your first, more exciting when it's an important one in a big win. So so good on, on Benning who... Uh, continues to impress, and tonight plays over 20 minutes and a big part of a, a a huge, huge road win for the Edmonton Oilers. All
1: right, time to finish the play. Norma is going to try to qualify for the grand prize draw, thousand dollars to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience you to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Kellen, what's the clue?
0: Off the draw, a little give and go, and here's McDavid flying around John Merrill to the net. Rich
1: All right, Norma. How are you doing tonight?
0: Pretty good. I'm happy we won. Right on.
1: All right. On that play,
0: goal or no goal for McDavid? No goal. Off the draw, a little give and go, and here's McDavid flying around John Merrill to the net. Wrist shot saved made by Schneider.
1: All right, Norma, you're in the grand prize draw. Congratulations. What, what did you think of the game tonight? Were you getting a little tense there?
0: Uh, yeah, I was. That <laughs> was good, though. I'm so happy we won, and I think, uh, I think they played well.
1: What's been, we're halfway through the season now, Norma. What do you think has been the biggest positive in your mind?
0: Um, Oh, Holly, quite a lot of positives for me. Uh, uh, The number of games we've won, uh, not giving up when we're down one. um, uh, Exciting to watch them, knowing they're not giving up. The goal, the goaltending, all of those things.
1: Yeah, great points, Norma. Thanks a lot for playing tonight.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye.
1: Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You know, she mentioned not giving up, and that sounds like something you tell your three-year-old: "Don't give up." Um, but but it, we actually didn't—we didn't joke about it tonight, Rob. Usually, in the second intermission, for about the last three weeks, we've started off by saying, "Well, it's tied or within a goal." <laughs> and the orders once again within a goal tonight. They were down a goal going to the third,
2: but they're always within one shot. Uh, of either tying or going going ahead late in hockey games. And it, it, they're a better hockey club. And, and Coach McClellan talked about the fact they're better equipped mentally, they're better better equipped, equipped talent-wise, size-wise. This is a team that has been built that can play any style of game. And they have a belief amongst themselves. They had it right from the beginning of the year. Milan Lucic talked at the beginning of the year about how they believed in themselves. They had confidence. They felt they were a good hockey club. And when they fall behind nowadays, like you and I were talking, they're down. I said, I think they're gonna probably win three one. You, you knew they were coming back. It just there's a, it's just a different team than we've seen in the past. It's a team that they're never out of the game because they've got guys that can put the puck in the net, that can break games wide open, and they have a goaltender that makes the big save when when they need it. So. Uh, it was and it's funny, you and I also between periods we I said to you who's gonna score first, Russell or Benning, and both of us at the same time, Benning's gonna score first and he does, he gets his goal, his first of his national hockey league career. So it, it's a it's a team that is led, obviously, by McDavid and Talbot but it's a team that is getting different heroes each and every night. Tonight a Latestu, to, uh, a Benning, and we've had a Maroon, a Drysiddle. There's a number of different players who have been heroes, and they're not just relying on their one player or their one line to win them hockey games.
1: Oilers take it 2-1 in OT. We have Mike from Ottawa next on the phone lines. Quick timeout first, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Pranich Team Broadcast Centre.
0: And Zajac will move it to Taylor Hall. Right side against Andre Sekra. Puts the brakes on. Cross ice. What timer save made by Cam Talbot. And that's the stop he had to make against PA Parenteau.
1: Well, Talbot was good tonight. He only faced 20 shots, four or five, though very dangerous, and obviously could have put the game away for New Jersey. Your save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at Armorinsurance.ca. Oilers beat the Devils 2 1 in overtime. Benning in the third period. Letestu on the power play in overtime, scoring for Edmonton. Mike from Ottawa, 780 496 0063. Mike, good to hear from you.
3: Hey, how's it going, Rob Reed? Good. Good. Um, I just finished watching the game because I had to PVR. V had get the kids to bed. Okay. And then on about two hours uh, difference, obviously. But uh, I wanted to say, if any, has anybody called in yet to say McDavid had an amazing game?
2: You are the first, although we've been talking about he was excellent, oh, wasn't
3: yeah. he? Wow. I just like, I, it kind of seemed like after that hit that he got with the chin in the hole, concussion pulled him out but he didn't have one he kind of was he was he was playing really well but not the mcdavid level we knew but recently especially tonight wow i mean he could have had so many points i mean he got one but just yeah just on fire i don't know saturday night or whatever he's just i think uh mcdavid we were being spoiled with his back and uh it's, it's funny because you come to expect certain things out of him and then when he gets a bit quiet he's still playing grade a player but you know he's just not a triple plus right so PK, he's back there now and how about is anybody else giving kudos to Everlade Too, he's, is, I know it's his points. He hasn't been doing too well, but in terms of his um, back-checking and stuff, I think he's gotten a little bit better this year. And tonight, I saw this one play where he really, you know, got dirty and tried to get the puck away. And
1: uh, yeah, and he broke up a broke up a rush in the third period. Yeah,
3: too. yeah, no. So if your comments on that. Have a good tomorrow night, guys. Ottawa, Edmonton. I'm going to the game. Good. It's going to be awesome. Last year, I think we won like 7-3 or something, it was just crazy amount of goals. So I'm hope, looking forward to another big one.
2: You're going to have your Oilers jersey on there tomorrow night? I'm already
3: wearing it right now, guys. Wearing <laughs> McDavid. They're number one. I was an Oilers fan before the Sens came back in the NHL. When the Sens came back, I flipped the coin, came back Oilers, and I said, it's not point on, die hard. You know, All Oilers. right. Have a good night, guys.
1: Thanks, Mike. Good stuff. Uh,
2: 780-496-0063. That's funny. Flipped the coin. It was a two-headed coin, and he said heads for Oilers, so it was a little bit of a fix in on right. that, but I think he chose well. Um,
1: you know, it's funny you brought up Jordan Everly. We have a couple of texts here. One person says, do the Oilers have a chance to trade Everly soon? No. Nope. Uh, Jay Flo says, uh, Everton needs to play against Hall more often. He had lots of jump tonight, and he had a, he had a few good chances. Um... I mean, Tom McClellan has says, he said it a couple of days ago, some nights Eberly has contributed to the game, even when he hasn't been on the score sheet, and some nights he hasn't been on the score sheet and hasn't done much else. Hence him being now below Zach Cassing in the lineup, and Zach Cassing has not scored in his last 31 games.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, the the puck doesn't always go in for you. And, and, and as we saw tonight, the McDavid line, for example, they were excellent offensively, had nothing to show for it. Sometimes the, when the puck doesn't go in for you, it, it, it's extended. It, it's a two, three, four, and it just gets longer and longer. When those games are happening, you have to have an impact on the game in other ways. And as an offensive player, when you're not scoring and the offense is dried up, sometimes you get frustrated and it carries into the defensive parts of your game. And that's where you get into trouble because now you're not producing and now you're cheating. And all offensive players go through this at some point. It's not Jordan Eberle or Benoit Poulier. All players do at some, some point. The, the, the good ones get out of it quicker. And they start realizing, and, and I always go back to Sam Gagne was a great example here in Edmonton. When he wasn't scoring, and I remember a couple times he got put on the fourth line, he fought. He went out and threw his body around. He did little things, and those are things that get you back into the game, you have an impact on your game, and eventually, a bounce goes your way. For the longest time, and Todd McCullen talked about it, there were games where the puck was not going in for Jordan, or for Benoit Pouliot, and it took them right out of the game. They started cheating in different areas. Tonight, I thought Jordan Everly was much smarter. I thought he made good defensive plays, good defensive reads. If you start getting into that part of the game, you start gaining confidence. Going forward, the puck starts going in for you.
1: 2 1, Oilers over the Devils in overtime. When we get back, you'll hear from the guy who blasted home the winner, Mark Latestu, Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peronian team. broadcast. down by
0: Quincy, The Devils can't clear. A huge hit, Lander, and a shot fired wide by Latestu. Rebound, second. Crossed it up for Benning. Waiting. Wrist shot. Score! And the Oilers get a tip in front, and Corey Schneider has finally been beaten.
1: It took 43 minutes and 33 seconds. And over 30 shots, but the Oilers finally beat Schneider. That tied at 1-1 in the third. Mark Letestu then won it in overtime. 2-1 your final. The shots tonight, 43-20 for Edmonton. A power play goal for the Oilers in OT, so it was a 4-on-3. McDavid got in behind the defense off a deft pass from Dreisaitl. He was slashed up high almost on the shoulder by Travis Zajac as he went in there, Rob. Now the Oilers set up the power play with Clefbaum. How many shots did Clefbaum finish with, by the Nine, way? Nine, I believe. Clef- with Clefbom, dry Cytle McDavid, and Mark Letestu. And I think our adjustment of the game will we'll go all the way back to the start of December, when Latestu got put on the first power play. The adjustment for Alberta's chiropractors, life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Now we've talked about Letestu doing what the coaches tell him, one-timing the puck. That situation when there's so much room on the ice, four on three, everybody in the building... Well, I don't know I don't know how knowledgeable the New Jersey fans are of the Oilers but certainly every Oilers fan knew that Latesti was going to one time the puck and he still shoots it and, and scores I mean D- defending that, should have the Devils d- done something different? How does a goaltender play that when he knows it's probably coming from over there? And test who's still scored on it.
2: Well, it's something that we've talked about for the last couple of years. And one of the reasons the Oilers' power play hasn't had the success it needed to have over the last few years is they didn't have anyone that would one-time the puck. And the one culprit was always Jordan Eberle. He's the right-hand shot. He has a dry settler, McDavid, or a Nugent Hopkins setting up. And there was always, he would handle the puck. And I've said over and over is when a goaltender has to go from one side to another, the longer you allow him to get across and set himself up, the harder it is to, to score because he's set. On this one here, everyone knew that the one timer was coming, but Schneider can't stand there staring right. at Latesto. He's gotta follow the puck. So he's looking out top at, at Clefbaum. The the defenders gotta respect the fact that on the other side is McDavid. So you can't cheat to one side or the other. If anything, you're cheating towards McDavid's side because you don't want the puck in his hand. So when the puck comes over to Letestu, the the D-man rushing out is trying to get into a shooting lane, but he's guessing where the shooting lane is, because he's looking at the forward. He doesn't know where the net is behind him. And the goalie is coming from the middle and sliding over. When a goalie's moving, there's openings, because his body has to push across. So there's going to be openings under his arm, between his legs, over the shoulders, because he doesn't have time to get set. It does not have to be a bullet. The key to one-timers, and we teach this with our kids, hit the net. Just hit the net. It will find a way through, and we've seen that a number of times this year. They aren't hard shots getting through, but they squeak through because there are openings there, and the goalie does not get to face you, get set, get into his position. He's coming across, so Latesto understands that. He knows what his role is, and we talked about it at the end of last year. If I was a, a winger... I would learn how to one-time the puck because you've got a dry settle, you got a Nugent Hopkins, and, of course, you got a McDavid. Those guys are passers. They think pass first. If you can one-time the puck, you're going to get scoring opportunities. Letestu has learned that. He's figured it out. And because of the fact he wants to one-time the puck in overtime, with all the players that the Oilers have at their disposal, the Eberleys, the Nugent Hopkins, guys that we've seen who are stars here for a number of years, it's Mark Letestu who is on, on the four-on-three power play And he wins a game for them.
1: And let's go back to New Jersey. Here is Letestu.
2: Probably
6: could have had wrapped up a little bit earlier if not for Schneider. He had a pretty big night in net on the other side. But were you happy with the way that you kept with it and were able to, you know, not be too frustrated and then get the two points? Yeah, I thought tonight was, was a pretty good example of, of us sticking with the game plan. Uh, you know, af- after the goal we scored in the third, our play kind of dropped a little bit and then, you know, we picked it up again. But I thought our first two periods, although we didn't get rewarded, were, were solid. We had a lot of jump. We were in on in on a lot of four checks in the battles, coming up with pucks. It, you know, the goaltender played well, but there wasn't, you know, anybody can you know, nobody got frustrated. Everybody kind of stuck with the plan, knew we were going to get one. Uh, knew the way we were going to score was the way it went in, an ugly one. Uh, you know, it was good that we kind of got the fortuitous bounce in overtime. Benning is a guy that players around the locker room. You yourself have talked about him improving consistently. How nice is it to see him get rewarded with this first? Uh, it's always nice to, to score your first. Uh, you know, I, I still remember my first. Uh, playing in games is one thing, but to score and actually have that puck and uh, there's a real sense of belonging in the league when you get one of those. So, uh, you know, we're happy for him, uh, Happy for him that it came at a good big time for us. Uh, you know, a real memorable goal for him. Do you think when they were down at defensemen, they started to tire a little bit? Was that something you guys kind of realized and wanted to take advantage of? Yeah, it was mentioned, but uh, really once you're out there, you're just trying to play hard on them. Uh, we knew they played the night before. We really wanted to invest in the first couple of periods, and uh, maybe that's the reason why the puck went in. But, you know, I thought they held with it pretty good. They, they played pretty solid. Didn't get a lot of second chances. Uh, you know, we, we would have liked to have bared down earlier, get a goal, but uh, it took all sixty for us, ten plus, to, to get the win. Letestu
1: now up to eight goals on the season. He was also picked as tonight's first star. Second star given to Corey Schneider. Miles Wood, who got the New Jersey goal, the third star. Rob and I always give out the fourth star of the game, courtesy of Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates.
2: Well, he scored his first ever NHL goal. I'm going to go with Matthew Benny. 20 minutes, 36 seconds of ice time tonight. And a very memorable first NHL goal
1: big one to get the Oilers even in the third period. Alright, you're going to hear from Connor McDavid who continues to lead the NHL in scoring. He assisted on the game winner. 2-1 Oilers take it. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast
3: Centre.
4: And now the Canadian Brewhouse presents The champ. Hey, everybody, it's me, the champ for my favorite Wobbly Pop Stop, the Canadian Brew House. This week, I'm getting saucy. Did you know the Canadian Brew House makes almost all of our delicious sauces, dresses, and gravies in house? From our salsa to guac to our killer tzatziki, Asian ginger, and peri peri sauces. Even our delicious dill dip and our jalapeno ranch is made in house. Let's get saucy together at the Canadian Brew House. <laughs>
0: Build your professional skills with Nate's Computer Training Center Winter 2017 Courses and Certificates.
3: Choose from a wide range of new part-time technology-based computer certificates and courses. From digital pop art to cloud computing and Linux course certificate to Java Enterprise Developer.
0: Nate now offers online courses in GIS and Cisco CCNA routing and switching certificates.
3: Discover all the evening, weekend, and online computer courses at nate.ca slash ctc. This tire is orange. Uh, no, that tire is definitely black. No, this tire is orange. Want to bet? Bring it on. The new Avid
0: Ascend is made with Yokohama's orange oil technology. The oil from the orange peels is infused with the rubber compound, offering drivers a longer tread life, better grip, and a smaller carbon footprint. That makes this tire orange.
3: You lose. Aw, oh, man. Now pay up. Visit
0: an Edmonton and area Integra tire for your Yokohama tires. Proud to offer service with integrity every time. Visit IntegraTire.com
3: car crashes suck. I'm Grant Fedorick at Leading Edge Physiotherapy, and we believe that your body's your most important asset. A car can always be repaired or replaced, but you only get one body for life. In Alberta, when you're involved in an injury accident, the choice of treatment provider is yours. Get the facts about the people who are going to help you to recover. You can rest assured at Leading Edge that we're working only for you, and your goals matter most. We haven't signed agreements with car insurance companies because we don't want to confuse who we're working for. At Leading Edge Physio, it's always you. Check us out at Leading Edge Physio. Winter. On Alberta roadways,
0: it can be the most hazardous time of the year. Make sure your vehicle is properly winterized from winter tires to your wiper blades and washer fluid. Take the extra time to completely clear off snow and ice from windows, side view mirrors, headlights and taillights. Keep your gas tank more than half full and be sure to carry an emergency road kit in your vehicle. A message from the Alberta Motor Transport Association. AMTA.ca. Should old encounters be forgot and never brought to mind? That's a PF resolution for 2017. PF Custom Countertops wants to help you improve the comfort, style, and value of your kitchen, bringing the look of your home into the new year. A PF reno costs less than you think for quartz, granite, even PF glamina with the perfect sink and faucet to complete your upgrade. That's a PF resolution. And breakfast in your old kitchen, dinner in your new is a PF promise. Book a new kitchen for 2017 with PF Custom Countertops.
4: This is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House
0: from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630. Chan. Oilers take it 2-1 over the Devils. Rob
1: and I have the uh, playoff football game on the TV now. Seattle leading Detroit 19 6 with about eight minutes left. Earlier, Houston beat Oakland 27 14. Your scores, courtesy of Advantage Trailer Rentals in the NHL. Coyotes and Islanders 1 1 in overtime. The Blues beat the Stars 4 3. Flames already. Up 2 nothing on the Canucks because of injuries. The Canucks down to four defensemen in that game. That's late in the first. Red Wings and Sharks just started. The Flyers beat the Lightnings 4-2. Sabres over the Jets 4-3. Patrick Leining took a big hit in that game and was injured. The Kings beat the Wild 4-3. Rob, the Rangers beat the Blue Jackets
2: 5-4. Columbus reeling. Well, it, it, when you go as long as they did without a loss and you get that first one there i mean it was we we t- listened to jimmy peck talk about how much it took out of the pittsburgh penguins when they won 17 in a row and attributed to their playoff loss and a huge upset to the islanders it, it, there's going to be a letdown after that big streak and tonight they had the game total control against the rangers and the rangers reel off three or four late including one very, very late in the game. And Columbus is now on a two-game losing streak.
1: Grabner got the winner at 1943, the third. Rangers with three goals to come from behind in the third period. The other two by Adam Clendenning, who was briefly an Oiler last season. You can only hope to contain, Adam. Bruins shut out the Panthers 4 nothing. Canadians outscore the Leafs 5-3. The Capitals over the Senators one nothing. And the Oilers will be at Ottawa tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, and another test for the Oilers. Ottawa is a good hockey club. They played played a good one against Washington tonight, gave up one early in that game. Uh, The Oilers can end this road trip off with five or hopefully six points with one more win before they come home.
1: Outdoors tonight in Bakersfield, the AHL Outdoor Classic. Ontario leading the Oilers' farm team. The Bakersfield Condors one nothing after the first period. All right, so the summary tonight at 944. The first, Wood from Zajac and Santini. The Oilers finally tied it at 333. The third, Benning. First career goal from Secura and Lander. And then the winner on the power play in overtime, Latestu from Clefbaum and McDavid. 32 assists now on the season for Connor McDavid, and here is the Oilers captain.
6: Connor, you guys were able to pepper Schneider, but he was holding in there tough. Are you pleased with the way the team kind of just kept with it and were able to get two points? Against?
5: Yeah, offensively we were we were really good. You I know, mean, we had so many chances. Um, you know, chances I should have gone in myself, especially. Um, you know, he played very well and, and was able to earn them a, a very well earned point.
6: Is that indicative of where this team is mentally now? To be able to stick with that, though,
5: I think so. Yeah, I think uh, maybe in past times, uh, you know, last year for sure, we, we definitely got down on ourselves and frustrated, and um, you know, turned it into a, to a kind of a me show and. Um, You know, meaning that guys are are trying to do it themselves and and stuff like that. And I think you saw that tonight. We were really sharing the puck well and, and, you know, it didn't really matter that we were down all game long. We we were able to, you know, generate good chances, use our line mates, cycle it down low. We were in there for minutes at a time. So, um, you know, we did a good job offensively. You guys have sort of emerged as a really strong road team. Uh, Is that something that... uh... where does that come from? I think it just comes from the guys being so tight. Um, you know, we have a, a pretty close group here and, and you know, when we're on the road, we're all together and, and having a good time, going for nice dinners and, and that type of thing. And um, I think that's that's fairly common for a lot of teams but um, you know we've seemed to, to rally uh, you know, away from Edmonton. Uh, was there a sense when they went down, that defenseman, that if you guys kept pressing and pressing, they would eventually tire? It seemed like in the overtime, you really had a huge advantage there yeah um you know they played last night i think that's the main thing um, You know we knew that and you know we were we were home in bed uh, early and and ready to go so um you know when teams uh you know play the night before you have to try and, and jump on them and, and and hold them down and you know we were able to have a good start and and um you know kind of took over from there so um you know we, we definitely uh did a good job i thought of, of jumping on them early um Obviously, there's a lot of talk pregame, but how was it facing Hole for the first time? It was a little bit different. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of talk or anything like that, which is which is good. I mean, it's it's friends off uh, when you're out there. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a little bit interesting to, to play him and, and Gaz, too. Um, you know, I'm very close with both of them, so um, you know, definitely a, a little bit different
3: about kind of putting it in that first goal?
5: Yeah, we're, we're all happy for him. I mean, he's uh, he's been been very good when he's been in the lineup and, and, you know, he's finding ways to get on the score sheet and that's um, well, uh, that's good to see from a young defenseman. I mean, it's, it's definitely a hard league to, to generate points and, and uh, you know, he's finding a way to do that uh, from the blue line, which is good.
1: That's Connor McDavid, the NHL scoring leader. Definitely friends off, as the kids say.
2: <laughs> well, they, obviously it's the friends that are, or the kids that are saying it because that's a little out of my uh, wheelhouse for, for slang. Friends off, I like it though. But uh, you know, Dryba Larson Hall uh, got hit tonight. He did well. If you look at the, the Devils lineup, the only player that jumps out and scares you is Taylor Hall. He's got the ability, and we've seen it for a number of years here in Edmonton, to, to change the complexion of his game in one shift. And... If you're going to play against and against any skilled player, you got to be physical. And tonight, uh, Hendricks and Greibach both had big hits on him. And it slows you down just a little bit. And when you are as fast as Taylor Hall, you want to have him slow down as much as you can. So the Oilers played Taylor very strong. Taylor did have a good hockey game. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not a lot of other players on the Devils can say the same.
1: Oilers win it 2-1 in overtime, halfway point of the season. Oilers with 21 wins and 14 49 points on pace for 98. We'll talk about that when we get back. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre.
0: Live from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Final tonight,
1: 2-1 for the Oilers in overtime over the Devils. Coach Mike texting in, he says, great win for the Oilers. Wondering if you would go back with Talbot tomorrow.
2: Uh, good question. I mean, especially due to the fact Talbot didn't get worked a lot tonight. He uh, It was a, a very light workload for him. Uh, it's not a huge, long flight. They should get in at a respectable time. But you've got to play Guftas in some you, you just do to see whether or not you can play him down the stretch. This is a perfect opportunity. The Oilers have got a bunch of big games on home ice that you want to make hay with. So I can understand going with Talbot again but I would be surprised. I imagine they'll go with Jonas. Shots tonight, 43-20 in favor of the
1: Oilers. They get two goals, not enough for the Japanese Village goal light. They have to score five or more for us to activate that on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. When it is on, you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Halfway point of the season, Rob, it, interesting question. We, we asked uh, Chris from Phoenix the other night when he called in one of our regular guys. It, Connor McDavid is leading the league in scoring, but is Cam Talbot the MVP of the team?
2: I think so. I, I, you know, Connor's been good. Very, very good, obviously, when you're at the top of the National Hockey League, a league with, you know, the Crosbys, the the, the Melkins, the Canes, the uh, Tarasankos. I mean, and he's the best of the best right now. But the Oilers have got other guys that have been able to win games for them up front. DrySettle's having a great year. Maroon is playing very well. Lou Cheech uh, and, and two guys are having big years and complimenting Connor well. If Connor was to go down with an injury, you could have guys that could come in short term and keep this team afloat. If Cam Talbot was to go down with an injury, you'd be in big trouble. Cam Talbot has been excellent excellent. Tonight's a great example of not getting a lot of work, but he made the saves he had to at the right times. Cam Talbot, to me, has been the MVP of this team through the first half season. Uh, we're in the last couple minutes here, Rob. Most pleasant surprise. That's easy. Matthew Benning. Yeah, I, and, and, and having like said Pitlick,
1: that... I know Pitlick's out now, but Pitlick, was,
2: Pitlick was a great surprise uh, having eight goals. A guy that no one thought would make the team. Benning's been excellent. Plays 20 and a half minutes tonight. Scores a goal. He, he's worked his way into the top six. Letestu who one point behind Nugent Hopkins on the season. Who would have expected that? He's been good. Maroon, who now has a career high in goals at 14, and we're only at the halfway point. A number of players have been pleasant surprises. That is why the others right now are battling for a division lead. So
1: 21-13-7, and seven, obviously... Uh, Still some Pacific Division games going on tonight, so uh, we'll see where the Oilers wind up once the night is done. But at the moment, they are second in the Pacific Division, a point behind Anaheim, the Sharks are playing right now. So really, regardless of the outcomes over the next few days, it's going to be a big one on uh, Tuesday when the Sharks come to town for the start of the Oilers' six-game road trip. All right, Rob, we're going to do it again tomorrow, man. Let me guess, it's going to be
2: tied or within a goal after the second period. There's my prediction. (laughs) That is a safe prediction, and it's. Let's look forward to a fantastic road trip with a big win tomorrow.
1: All right, so 3:30, we'll sign on with the face-off show. The game against the Ottawa Senators will start at five. Thanks a lot to our studio producer this evening. Kellen Kennedy, and of course, you can get more on the Oilers on 630chett.com. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. Matthew Benning, first career goal, ties it in the third. Mark Latestu on the power play, rips one home for the winner, 2-1 over the Devils. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.